In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of This week by Waffle House and a Gentleman's Agreement. Welcome into episode 52 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. Good callback. I am Nuclear Nick. I am Chase, a.k.a. Captain Crunchy. Now, don't, so, don't touch my Mountain Dew or my phone. Sorry. So uh, episode 52 is here. Wow. A year. Uh, the uh, idea, original idea for the Gospel Friends came from our weekly gatherings at the Waffle House. Rest in peace. Where we, Which we yes, don't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because now we do this instead, I guess. Uh, and also a gentleman's agreement that we had to do a full year yep. of Gospel Friends. So, so we're done now. Yeah, we're done. We, uh, we hope you the enjoy race. the we final the episode course. of the Gospel, unless you guys wanted to keep going. Did y'all? I don't know. It's kind of a hassle. There's been a, there's I been keep a negotiation and stuff. <laughs> oh, you have a cookout to go to? I do. Yeah. Where at? We're doing Just this again. People, y'all don't know. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. I don't. Do you have a Shout cookout to go to, to Nick? The Deans. Uh, no, no cookout. I have yeah. a wedding to go to. Okay. I I guess uh, I'm gonna go to my house and um, sit alone in my living room. You're welcome, by the way. When I get done, uh, that's a nice house you got up there. Yeah. On the hill, it's fine. I think I got some bread or pretzels up there. I'll eat. But anyway, it's nice to have friends. Anywho, I hear the Toy Story soundtrack. <laughs> hey, this is a, this is to me though. Today. This to me though. Episode fifty-two, yeah, is a little like um, one of those businesses that opens up and has like two weeks of sales and stuff, and then they have a grand reo- uh, a grand opening <laughs> because um, we're doing this again. We already this, we're doing episode fifty-two and making a big deal out of it. However, this is really like episode 58 or 59 or something like that. 54. If you count the Faith Today show, uh, which some Oh, my. This is like 100 and something. Are we releasing the – are we releasing for episode 52 the uh, beta or whatever? Were we going to do that? We should. It turns out we never gave that to James Heiser. Actually, I I did go back and and follow up and make good on that. Well done. Oh, good job. Yeah. Fail. All right. Episode 52. If anyone is clever – Yep. And you know how to find just the MP3s of our show. It is not hard to find the beta. You just have to know how and where to look. That's a good plan. Hey, you know what else is a good plan? You remember for every prior episode of this show, all 50-whatever of them, you remember how like at some point during our prep time we go through the show doc and say who is going to do what story? Yep. That's Agreed. a good plan. That's really helpful. Are you just saying because we didn't do this that This is the first show, show number 52, that we we did not do that. So we should be able to do that on the by fly, now. We'll we should be fine by now. Maybe edit ourselves. We had a good call. We have all kinds Friday, of things happening today. We yes. have, we're going to talk about uh, Andy Stanley and his comments that uh, – you know, you're uh, what do you say? Something like you're lazy. You're lazy. You're lazy, or something if like you that. Preach the Bible. I think verse that's by what verse. He said. I, we'll, oh. we'll find in just a moment. But we're going to talk about whether or not um, people who are uh, verse by verse preachers 
uh, expository preachers, are they cheating? Actually, was his comment. It is cheating, he okay. says. You guys are going to be surprised by this. This is a bit of breaking news, but J.D. Hall disagrees with uh, Andy Stanley on that dun, dun, dun. statement. Yeah. That was the Price is Right fail yeah. music. Okay. Anyway, we're also going to review a cereal today yep. brought to you by one of our... Jacob Ali, holy crap cereal. Hall of Dogma Chock listeners. Chock full of marijuana-y goodness. Mm. Well, the irony. Just Nick, Nick will be fine with that. Yes, obviously. <laughs> I caught him earlier rolling it up in paper with his lighter. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he doesn't my know is at home cereal, cereal works. We have, uh, we, have, uh, we have, what were you thinking stories today? Some great ones. We're gonna we're gonna look at Japan's brand new way to uh, stop crime. Their anti-crime orange balls. Uh, we're and, gonna look at a UFC fighter who's Wolverined up. And we're also gonna see how a uh, woman took care of a um, roommate who was getting on her nerves. That sounds grand. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? There's and an episode of any other serious sort of uh, you know. Well, Jesus interestingly stories. enough, we're gonna talk about what what. Uh, what should cause you to break fellowship with um, other I'm thinking, Christians? I'm thinking cookouts that people aren't invited to. I, oh, in wow. related news, I'm actually going to ask you guys what fellowship is and how you get it. That's a good plan. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a bad day to have a, a cookout, wasn't it? Um, what else are we going to do today? Oh, we're gonna, we're, we got T-shirts. We got, we're going to give away some t-shirts. We're going to give away some T-shirts. We have uh, three T-shirts yes. that we're going to give away. That's so right. one we've already – uh, it's it's going on live, so people listening to the podcast later will not be able to partake because it was to Periscope yes. uh, Periscope viewers. So shout out to our Periscope viewers who are giving hearts right now. And you know what? I guess hearts might be a good tiebreaker. Hearts are on Periscope are sort of like likes on Facebook. So there's people giving hearts right now. I guess maybe if there's a, a bunch of people that have shared the show, we might go with the person that gives the most hearts. I don't know. That sounds awfully greedy and self-serving. Well, we'll though, see. Uh, you know, a non-church member was way ahead the last time I, I saw as far yeah, it's as— It's looking uh, pretty good. But anyway, so we're going to give a, a T-shirt away for those who um, who share the show, the video the most on Periscope. Uh, and, and kudos to you for figuring out how to do that since Chase gave the wrong instructions. Multiple uh, times. Multiple times. I don't know how to I do left that. my right. And then well, we have picture, we have though. two other ways that people can can get a hold of the swag, so we'll give uh, two other t shirts away. I can't we'll, wait, we'll tell wait about to hear that later in the show. So, but anything else? Nick has a list of something or another. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, Maybe. Nick has Things a list nice to say. Anything else epic? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, each of us our top highlights and lowlights. From the show. Oh, I forgot to put that in the show doc. For episode 52, we are I breaking out a brand new soundboard. Yeah, we'll see. We think. It's, yeah. it's coming along. We'll okay. see. It's Dude, in beta. I'm going to hug you like a Japanese chair. <laughs> Japanese chair. That was a good episode. I'm going to hug you like a Japanese chair. Yep. I'm not hugging anybody. I'm not hugging anybody like a Japanese chair. Just because. No one likes me. This is going to be a you lot of fun. you got to get off of that, man. Except you, Nick. You have a lot of friends. How many people helped you move yesterday? Nick. Well, there were – hold on. Let me give credit where credit is <laughs> no, due. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to John. Shout out to Walter, who I don't think listens to the show. Eli. Jacob. Shout out to him. Uh, Jacob doesn't listen to the show either. Hayden was Hayden, also there. He doesn't listen to the show. Just in case. Incidental. Okay. Anyway. I helped the Smiths move. They have more children. All right, guys. Let's uh, – <laughs> wow. Let's get, let's get into – tiebreaker. Let's get into uh, – uh, 
some content here. Andy Stanley, who is a megachurch pastor from Hot outside Atlanta. of Atlanta, Georgia. I happen to think I love that how rigidly Chase says Hotlanta. Hotlanta. I happen to think Andy Stanley, as a lot of people agree, is one of the more uh, gifted communicators of our day, although he is, you do not think so, Chase is I think shaking that's his overstating head. it a little bit. I don't dislike Andy Stanley, but I've never— I think he's a great communicator. I, I don't know. He's not—he's good. He let me tell you good. what. Let me tell great you. Great and good. If I, had to get, if I had to choose someone to be able to ex- ex- uh, explain to Periscope users how to swipe— <laughs> And share a video. I would choose Andy Stanley. Well, look, he is in a heartbeat. The, he is the one big thing kind of guy, so he would have gotten that right. Whereas I failed. Well, that. even among the gospel friends, there's a a lot of opinions about Andy Stanley. Now, I'm I'm not saying that what he has to say is always down the middle. I just I happen to think he's a good communicator. Um, but he, in an interview with uh, Ed Stetzer was being asked about, I believe, a new book that he has written on communication. And so he's he's going through the interview. The Zim Zone of Preaching, I believe, is the book title. I, that's really not the title, is it? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> I think that sounds like a Rob Bell. Oh, so, sometimes I get those two guys a little mixed wow, up. Wow, really? Yeah, shots fired. Okay. I guess I'm a little feisty today. We know how uh, where you're going on the fellowship discussion later on. You better believe it. In the interview with Ed Stetzer, which you can get on ChristianityToday.com. No, I'm sure it's it will not. be. Oh, wait. I'm looking it at is it. Christianity. There's Thank another you. story we might talk about that's on ChristianToday.com, which is not as legitimate as Christianity. That's the second that's the second time you've been wrong in just the short uh Hey, you know beginning what? Of the episode. You know what I got to say to that? Stay tuned because okay. I'm not You're gonna be wrong hardly a lot. <laughs> at all done being wrong today. In the interview on ChristianityToday.com, Ed Stetzer asked Andy Stanley, "What do you think about preaching verse by verse messages through books of the Bible?" Andy's comment begins this way: "Guys that preach verse by verse through books of the Bible, that is just cheating." It's cheating because that would be easy, first of all. That isn't how you grow people. No one in Scripture modeled that. There's not one example of that. All Scripture is equally inspired, but not all Scripture is equally applicable or relevant to every stage of life. My challenge is to read culture and to read an audience and ask, what is the felt need, or perhaps what is more important, what is an unfelt need that they need to feel that I can address? And then he goes on to say... um, he talks a little bit about uh, kind of his experience in communication. I would like to say I like Andy Stanley a lot more I really don't than I like don't. that quote. <laughs> that quote's terrible. I like Andy Stanley more you than You know I what? Like that you quote. don't like the quote, but I think you do what he said pastorally. I think first you half do of that, that quote. Pastor. I like second half of that quote is where it just kind of it just kind of turns into okay. a verbal diarrhea. Right, hang there. on, he says my challenge is to read culture, to read an audience and ask what is the felt need. I think yeah, you do that. That's where you do that. The felt need. And I felt you don't need. like that wording, but that's what no, you do. That's that's, uh, that's awful. But why? Because who? I mean, your felt need. That's so feeding to the flesh. Two thousand fifteen, touchy feely, um, all that. Man, we need what we feel like we need, and what we need are often two different things. Okay, but you, you, pastorally. Okay. We at the Hall of Dogma Church will often kind of size up where the congregation is. 
Uh, maybe Are any of the consistent listeners having a Creflo flashback right now? Maybe a Ooh, is this a, is this going to be a fight? Maybe having a uh, you know what are the needs in the congregation? What is, what are people struggling with spiritually? And and there are times where we yep. will gauge a message based on that. We won't use the terms felt need, but we will. That's essentially what we do. In a way, you did that today. You, you preached a very good but hard message on suffering and the loss of children because of a situation that we have been walking through with a another family that the church is connected to. Um, and you approach that subject head on, um, which I thought was an excellent message, with a lot of grace and truth. Praise God. But you did that based on the inclination that it was a need because this congregation has walked through this situation with this family and um, you know the uh, transition was made for this young man into eternity and you felt like that needed to be addressed so you did that what he's saying you're afraid of saying died too we don't like that word do we are you are you are, are you gonna you're psychoanalyzing me right I'm now just saying we don't say it a lot well, especially when it's somebody young I, I think hey, that's hey. because we don't have a grid for Nick's it. Nick's here. When'd you get here? Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up, Mr. Friend Joke. Okay. Yeah. Right, See how so that works? He hasn't got a friend left. We're the type of podcast that laughs in the middle of very serious things, in case you've never noticed. And, and we will continue to do that because that's just who we are. I'm just maintaining um, that even though you may not say this, I feel like you do this same thing. Hey, I don't like it when you <laughs> touch my leg that way. Okay, that's I definitely don't have a need or or a felt need to be felt that way. <laughs> you know, um, for but I appreciate who, the camaraderie. Y'all are like a dysfunctional relationship. Do you understand that? Because not ten minutes ago you were whining about his lack of spending time with you, and now you're like cuddling up to him. You're like a. I was I was giving him a comforting I was giving him a comforting pat on the knee. Gosh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't need that. Okay, here's my right, here's my beef with Andy's quote. Uh, First of all, he and, – and look, this is a little bit of dissection, which really isn't too fair. I, I, you're right, David. I, I was being a little bit exaggeratory for – you know, so we have an interesting show, right? Um, I don't completely disagree with him. I, I you, There is a way to do expository preaching in a lazy way. Now, at the Hall of Dogma Church, where you and I both preach, uh, we – most of our sermons are what I would call – most are expository – with a topical discussion always kind of thrown in, but generally we go chapter by chapter, uh, and then and then we take breaks where we go topical. And quite frankly, I do agree with what Andy said that most uh, most of the the teachings of Scripture you will struggle to find any kind of sermon in in Scripture that you would call expository. So number one, I agree with him on that. My biggest issue with the quote is his question: "What is the felt need?" Um, that reeks of pandering to me, and I think it's dangerous when the primary question, the, the, when, when the primary focus is to number one, read the culture; number two, read the audience; number three, ask the question, "What is the felt need?" Uh, you know, I, I would say there's some things missing there. What, what does what what is God leading you towards in prayer? Is kind of an important thing. I would strike the word "felt" from that sentence. What is the need? Um, and, and you can't always know exactly what people need. But uh, 
sometimes what you feel like you need and what you need are two different things. The, the, the problem I have with the quote is just that it has a little bit of a, a pandering sort of feel to it. I'm not crazy about that. But we're, we're continuationist guys at best, if not leaning charismatic at times. And what if his verbiage about felt need is bad articulation in a, in a moment about um, basically being led by the Spirit? I, I know you guys, um, the last couple of years at least, if not before that, when, when it's getting close to the new year, you will begin to plan out the sermon series for the year. And you guys will, will and the elders at different times will go away, commit yourself to prayer, um, some fasting, some discussion about the way the Lord is leading you. And if and if you see a need in the congregation, um, a couple of years ago, you guys felt led that we dive into the life of Jesus. And I could I could articulate that that was a felt need by you guys for our congregation that led y'all to expository preaching. And so, is it possible, especially with with some of his? I know there's a, some people that would just ridicule him no matter what. Um, but is it possible that this is just a verbal snafu that what he's actually saying I, – I don't like the cheating comment, but once you get over into the to the reading the church, reading the culture, felt need, could this just be some verbal nuance that we're tripping over when in reality – I'm kind of with David here that this is what you guys do, but maybe just not on a week-in, week-out basis, but a bigger picture scale. I, I, it's interesting, actually, that you tripped up over the felt need because I mean, it's the cheating comment. It's cheating to preach verse by that, verse that through the gives Bible. That's a little heartburn. bit. I'm not going to lie. That's a little bit more to me. It's it's interesting on the the felt need. So we are, I think, like you've already articulated, we are not um, we are not guys who all the time just do expository verse by verse preaching. We do that right. sometimes. We do. Um, we are. Not always topical. We are sometimes. That's right. <laughs> um, I think sometimes we gauge what we're going to preach on by what um, you know. We are. That's interesting. That was not at all what I was expecting to happen. She doesn't even know she's. She doesn't live even on know camera. she is live on. Yeah, Periscope. Yep. How about that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on Periscope, that was my lovely wife, Allison. That just danced by the screen. Wow, that is yes. a first for the po- oh. If you were yes. intrigued by the dancing, you need to get over it because she's, she's married. Okay. Find your own dancing wife. So, what are you doing right now? What do you think about dancing wives? Is Why is your face so red? or not? So <laughs> this is so not getting edited out of the podcast. I mean, we were we were really expecting one of the small children to be coming yes. in. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Why, why are you stealing my work BlackBerry right now? Okay. Oh, I see your text now. I'm leaving. Do you want me to? <laughs> hey, Shannon Witt actually is somehow watching this and saw you dance across. Shannon the is. Yeah, apparently. Really? I just saw that. Okay, it's a really small world right now. There you go. Um. The password to the You're network, fine. Allison, say it loud, is on the side of the modem. However, that's probably not what she's talking about. However, she we have to register the, the internet code. and all that stuff. Here, just take my phone and give her my phone. I don't need it. No, I just need you to get this, and then we have to get back to recording. Here, I'll throw it to you. No, do not throw it. It'll look like yours. By the way, this is episode fifty-two, the most oh, epic yeah, episode right. of all time. Where well, you gonna have to get on the floor and crawl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed. Bad. Okay. A ton of people are currently joining because of uh, your wife dancing across the screen. I just saw three or four. Hashtag. Hashtag. (laughs) Dancing girls. 
Episode fifty two of the Gospel Friends. I should too. Oh, uh, I think we got. I think we got a title. I think we got a title. Okay, where were we at? I, when that I have, nowhere I have no good. <laughs> oh, and yes, where that, we at? Wasn't where were we at? Where are we at now? Okay, it's nowhere right, good. Are we? So we all we preach. Oh yeah, I'm going to let Nick okay. figure it out. It's all right, we preach verse by verse. We yes. preach topical. Oh That's right. We are hopefully always. I'm going to say led by the Spirit, but I think there are times where we feel like the Spirit is leading us to preach on a particular topic or book. Correct. And then I think there are times where we sense there is a question or an issue among the congregation, and we will could preach. Did you, you say you we will feel preach that. there's a need? I think you could say that, mm, but I would not say I, I would not want to say that around well, Chase, who would become very <laughs> angry and start throwing things. Felt need. I, Felt needs is such right. a, a pandering. My arms are longer than that. I will punch you. Okay. So With my titanium knuckles, by the let's, way. Let's – all right. So I, I think I feel like there is a bit of just um, – we're getting twisted up with words right there. How about I feel like Andy Stanley panders? It's fine. That's fine. Okay. You can. What do you think about Not the – it's cheating to preach verse by verse through a book? Okay. What's, what's, your, what's your thought there? I think Flag on the there's some truth to what Stanley is saying. Okay, I you know like for instance, one thing J.D. Hall is said is this. He said we see here what Stanley is friend of the busy show. reading, and it's not the scripture. Mm. You know what? Uh, <laughs> pastors should read the scripture primarily. But the fact of the matter is, and I know this because I've read a lot of J.D. stuff. I know this because I've read a lot of John Piper stuff. I know this because I've read a lot of Tim Keller stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Pastors read other things too, and that's okay. We should read the culture. We should be up on the culture. That should not be our primary point of focus or study or anything like that, but it's okay to read the culture. And here's how I agree with Stanley that a a person that preaches only expository can cheat. You can cheat by simply grabbing a commentary, grabbing the Bible, and in an hour or so coming up with a sermon that is not um, – that doesn't really include not personal application but application to your congregation that doesn't include the heavy lifting of wrestling with the word, of, of, of finding illustrations to walk alongside the word, that sort of thing. I think you can cheat by uh, doing a real quick expository message – with not a lot of preparation, not a lot of study, not a lot of prayer, not a lot of depth, not a lot of engaging with what the culture says and believes and contrasting that with what the scripture says and believes, I agree with Stanley there. I think he went too far to say it's <laughs> cheating. I think it's a good challenge, though, to expository preachers. Okay. That's that's where I would fall. I, th- I think it's th- that's difficult language because you are – you are by saying that you are placing one style of preaching as the pinnacle, and all other styles are subordinate to that. And I, I wouldn't do that with verse by verse. I wouldn't do that with topical. Um, I like both. I like verse by verse preaching because, as we have said here before, it brings you to passages that you might otherwise steer away from. Um, if you're strictly topical, you are probably preaching based on just what you perceive people are wanting to hear or what the needs are, what they feel their needs are, or what you maybe are your favorite verses or favorite topics 
So I like verse by verse because it brings you to things that you might otherwise preach about. Um, but at the same time, you know, again, I, I wouldn't lift one above the other, which is what he's doing. And I think that um, it is – you're going to need to put an edit point here. Okay. Did you lose your train of thought? I did. Yeah, it's too much aspartame. It's too much. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, man. Um, you still thinking about your dancing wife? A little bit. No. I, I would agree I with had Travis who said, to, other than the gospel and the core of what we believe, we can't be too dogmatic about style. You and I both agree with, with oh, that. That's Travis Hinkle. Yeah. yeah. You cannot be too dogmatic about style. I that's agree. Not what you were I agree. Saying. That's not I, what I was saying. He just, just Travis just said that. Uh, yeah, I just had a Taylor earlier said left. that they completely disagree with uh, Andy Stanley, and I get that. I get there's some good reasons for that. All right, you ready? What about six? <laughs> well, I'm going to leave some of that in because there was discussion with the people. Oh. But okay, so where I was going was um, to say that it's cheating to go verse by verse. I think is is unfair. Extreme. Um, I, I, and I think it's not. He's saying it's cheating because it's easy, and I. I don't think it's easy. I, I think, um, you know, to take the verse by verse, if done right, if done right. I mean, you know, but I think if you're if you're taking what's what's there, and you are trying to teach that and apply that and help people see how that in, engages their lives and uh, also how it maybe bumps up against what culture is teaching. I think there probably, as you said, is there's a way to do that that is cheating or easy. But if done right, it's not. Just to say, oh, if you're an expository preacher, it's cheating is unfair. But this okay, no, you. you but this is but this is where the. I, I always think when people get into this too far into this, where I always think of the fivefold gifting, where you have where you have different types of people. Um, you have different types of ministry gifts, and and in terms of people who deliver the word, you've got people that do better with the expository versus the people that do more with the um, topical. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a joke earlier about sitcom preachers, but I'll, I'll go back to that comment in a second. But um, just the same way that the, the person that falls heavy on expository can almost feel like the topical guy's cheating. Well, you're just seeing whatever people talk about on Facebook, finding five verses, and you're going at it. Same way the people that go... You sound to, just like the people on Facebook. That was good, Roscoe. Keep That's going. how I read their comments most of the time. <laughs> but the same way you can look at it, well, all you're doing is, is reading the Bible, and you're not actually giving the people anything. If we If we find our side of that argument and just start throwing darts and not giving any kind of thought to, okay, stop looking at how they're doing it and listen to the sermons they're preaching. Because what we're saying is you can cheat with expository just like you can cheat with topical. Yeah. Um, and you've got to have – and that's where you know we've talked about different things in the past. That's, that's one of the reasons I, I like um, where I see churches have kind of multiple speakers, not a multitude, but more than, than one guy because you get the different types of things. But you also, when you have multiple leaders there – they can hold one another into account where you're not going to just find these cheating guys, that kind of stuff. I don't know. No, I, I agree. I, I, I have a personal preference of, of both and a mingling of both. I like guys like John Piper who um, you know, tend to do real expository preaching. But even Piper, you know, Piper at times would 
see a need or a topic Absolutely. and then deal with it in an expository way. Hmm. So it's not um, – you know, he'd find scripture that dealt with that and then preach through it. So it's not truly that he was just um, going verse by verse, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, down through, through a passage uh, or a book. But well, I, I was going to say I, I like guys who blend yeah. to do both. I like doing both. But this reeks, what Andy's saying, reeks of preference to me. He prefers topical, and he's kind of putting a premium on his preference. And I think that's dangerous when we do that as teachers. I think it's dangerous when we do that as congregation members because I see a lot of people who leave one community or another based on their preference for worship or preference for preaching is not being met, and when we when we put our preference up at the top in the premium um, thing that we are deciding where to go to church, I think that's a little that dangerous can be a mistake. I, I see it kind of like uh, fitness. You know, it, it, to to get fit, you need strength training and you need aerobic training, or to lose weight, you need diet and fitness kind of thing. Uh, here, here's my here, here's the strength uh, of expository and the weakness of expository. The strength of expository is it for, forces you to go chapter by chapter and get the whole counsel of God. We recently preached through the the book of Hebrews, which. Uh, which was not easy, not at, at all, at all. Um, but but I think it was very good. And and there are things that you and I in, in Hebrews would have skipped yep. because they were not easy to understand, not easy to preach, etc. Uh, that we didn't skip, and and that and in doing so, we were able to more give the whole counsel of God. Here's the weakness of expository. Uh, go ahead. Nick. No, no, it's it's a fine. Well, what else, okay, what else to say is, is as a guy that watched you guys give that sermon and, and sit through that teaching, one of the things I appreciated most was your willingness also to go, this is a hard part of the text. I have prayed, I have talked to folks, I have researched, and I'm still not settled on this. Here are some great resources. I thought that was awesome because not different than the skipping. You're not skipping it. You're also not going, well, it's got to say this because this is what my school of theology teaches. I'm going back to Roscoe. But you go, here's some resources. Pray about this. It's a hard section of Scripture. That was a cool thing to see as well. Praise God. Uh, here, here's the weakness of expository. Like, for instance, we talked about today uh, evil suf- suffering and the death of precious children. If you only go to Habakkuk for your answers Habakkuk. or Habakkuk, either one. I think I said Habakkuk all day. You did. Um, it was pretty humorous. But, hey, he's not here. He, he's not going to be able to correct this. That's us. correct. So in your face, Habakkuk. Wow. <laughs> Prophet of God. <laughs> if you only go to Habakkuk for your answers for suffering, you know what? You, you, get, you get a great example of a prophet humbly but persistently asking God questions. Why is there evil? Why are you not answering us, God? Why are you not doing something about this? And you get an answer from God, and it's a good answer. But you know what it leaves out? It leaves out Jesus. It leaves out the cross. It leaves out the second coming, which is really the key primary answer to suffering, is that one day that God himself will wipe every tear from our eye once the enemy of death has been defeated. So if you're just going through Habakkuk and saying to the congregation, hey, here's your answer on suffering, I, I hate to say this, this is almost going to sound semi-heretical or whatever, but it's incomplete. 
Habakkuk is an incomplete answer for suffering. And that's the weakness of expository, that, that you cannot give the whole counsel of God on a particular topic. Amen. Who you're amening something that's slightly controversial. Is that a good idea? No, probably not. Okay. Meanwhile, in the future, at the Hall of Dogma. Man, that Wait, was professional. I would like right to there. cry. I'd like to call foul right there because. Um, <laughs> I'm going to love this app. Go ahead. Because my. Um, I, I did a organic, homegrown version of. Uh, Gospel Friends transition that has been rejected for the chase melded over uh, voice thing that Majig just well, did. For episode 52, this is where um, we are, we're going to kick it to the audience. And uh, audience, here is David's inspired, heartfelt something of a transition. transition. So you, they'll be able to tell us which one they like better. As soon as you the start on Periscope, you okay. can't hear this, but you can okay. listen later on the podcast. Okay, go ahead. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Dogma. Oh, gosh. That was epic. Okay, everybody vote. Yeah. Vote on, vote on our Facebook group. <laughs> The Hall of Dogma on because Facebook. There's, there's going to be a post. Where you can get, uh, you, you can get to that hallofdogma.com. And if you're not a member, you can ask to be a member, and we will let you in That's right. more than likely. As we always say, unless we think you're a spam account. <laughs> you can also vote on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is at mygospelfriends on Twitter. Yep. So contact us there. Let us know which one you like. Chase's awesome cheating version. version you cheated. <laughs> Because you just it was one little voiceover or my or completely from scratch homemade version. Complete with sound effects. Complete with sound effects. All right. I know we're going into the fun stuff section, but uh, you mentioned organic uh, and homegrown earlier. And yep. speaking of organic and homegrown, I've got some cereal that okay. Jacob Ali, uh, listener to the show, um, who is actually going through episode by episode. Uh, God bless doing you, the Doing the marathon there. Are you um, sure you don't want to reconsider that stance? Yeah, that's, Just yeah, saying. That's tough. Uh, we got some holy crap cereal. And I, I, I read, I read and it's really what it's called. Holy crap, the world's most amazing breakfast cereal. Gluten-free, lactose-free, organic, vegan, kosher, no cooking required. What the heck? All right, J- Jacob, Why does my cereal he say looks no like cooking David required? Jacob Ali looks a lot like my brother-in-law, by the way. He does look a little bit. Jacob Ali, you can follow on Twitter, at Jacob Ali, A-L-L-E-E. He also what did you has, call him the first time we mentioned him? Uh, Ali? <laughs> Allah? Call him Allah. Jacob oh, oh. Allah. You can also, uh, he has a, uh, uh, you can go to his Twitter handle. He has a blog and um, also, he looks like uh, the Mythbusters guy also a podcast. So he's in a cereal. Yeah. What else in this? Okay, so it says no cooking required. That's funny to me. Who cooks their cereal? Well, uh, this, pe- people this is... in other countries cook their cereal. All right, so like I said, this is from Amazon. You can buy it. It's like expensive, so thank you, Jacob. Mix two tablespoons with four tablespoons of almond, soy, or hemp milk. Hemp that sounds milk? sounds illegal. Hemp or, milk? Or milk. Okay. Or sprinkle one tablespoon of yogurt, oatmeal, or granola. Wait. Stir. Wait three or four minutes. Enjoy. Is it so? There is such a thing as hemp milk. Apparently, again. Oh, you can. Oh, buy, you're yeah. searching for that on our yeah. internet. We're going to get arrested. 
Um, oh, hemp milk or hemp seed milk is a drink made from hemp seeds that are there soaked and ground into water. I'll, I'll let you pour your own. Yielding a creamy, you. nutty beverage. This looks like... Um, Bird seed? Yeah. There you go. Should I just peck at this or eat it with a spoon? <laughs> That's a great question. Hey. Okay, is there hemp in this? I don't know. I actually have some milk that yeah, I brought. Poor, it's poor been sitting out see. for only an hour and a half, so it's probably safe. Now, if you're just joining or, or have not uh, been a Gospel Friends listener for a while, we uh, we love cereal. Yep. That is something that all three of us, we share together. <laughs> Nick's breaking his up. That's something that no, we... I'm not sure what the pellets are. That is something... Okay, wait. Well, dude, seeds. that was way too much milk. Sorry. Oh, we're going to drop the milk. Wait, wait, you're wasting it. Because I, it was... My cereal was drowning. Yes, Josh. We and we are full of crap if we eat the whole bag. We enjoy we enjoy cereal, and so we review cereal uh, often oh, on, the, too much. on the podcast. Fail. Well, don't Give ask Ch- don't ask Chase for more. No, I don't know. It's expensive. Just you didn't buy it. Jacob did. We, we review cereal. Stewards. We review cereal on the show, and from time to time, we have had listeners who send us cereal to review. Wait, wait, wait! It okay. said wait three to five minutes, so we have to do three some content. Four. Oh, we, then, look, we've been eat. wasting plenty of time. Wait, you said put milk in it and wait three yes. to five minutes? Okay. You didn't re- but you no cooking required. Do not. So, so we're going to right wait. Here we go. Understand? By the way, shout out, shout out to my friend Brad Melton, who uh, when he visited the Hall of Dogma uh, many, many moons ago or weeks ago, he, he left some gifts, including some headphones. Uh, that you have now adulterated. That I have, I'm using because I, left my, I lost mine. And so thank you, Brad. Also, we want to give a shout-out to Nathan Martin. Episode 52, shout-out to Nathan. Yeah, for what? For sending us money, Start the streak back. Just want to start the streak back. Okay. Also, he sent us money. It encourages Nathan to receive shout-outs. Nathan, we bought – oh, you know what? We ought to send a T-shirt to Nathan because I – no, no, I used some of his money to to PayPal you the money for that. (laughs) So I think like 11 of those dollars was his. So I think that earns him a T-shirt. I'll just just say he paid for your and Janet's T-shirt. This is becoming uh, like this, this is becoming one. like sludge. Well, it did look like. I, I wish there was a way we could show. Oh, that is not okay. I'm not sure. I'm, at home. Can y'all I'm see sure that? Going to eat that? Okay. Oh, um, I don't know if they can see it. So oh. s- we, we, let's let's do. How about how about as we get into um, this next segment, we announce one of the ways that you can win a. Uh, gospel friends that t-shirt like a good so we have gospel friends t-shirts coming yeah, they um uh, i don't know if nick will be able to put an image up soon or not it's got the gospel friends slow uh yeah, logo the on the front the, hold on. on the back it has the slogan that was chosen from the uh, hall of dogma.com facebook welcome. site which is what uh because that hour and a half isn't going to waste itself. Because that hour and a half is not going to waste itself. That's a good slogan. That's on the back of the T-shirt. You will be able to um, get your own T-shirt if you like, I mm-hmm. believe. Nick will tell us about that at some point. But we also plan to give some away. And here is one of the ways that we're going to give a T-shirt out this week. Um, Chase, you, you, you can uh, join in here. I believe it is the next 
review on iTunes, correct? No, not the next review no, on not iTunes. The next. Okay, I screwed well, that up. What we'll do is uh, for the pe- all the people that <laughs> review our show on oh God, that looks, cereal looks crazy. All right, so go to iTunes, search for Gospel Friends. That's how you subscribe to the podcast and get yourself fifty-two episodes. Just of, for you, Periscope. Of, just for you <laughs> of goodness. So search Gospel Friends on iTunes or your podcatcher. And uh, for everybody that reviews the show this week, a brand new review this week, if you're the only person that reviews the show, you automatically win a t-shirt. Otherwise, we're going to do a drawing. If like 20 people review the show this week, we'll do a drawing. So somebody who reviews the show this week will win a free t-shirt. So from today on Sunday, May 24th, when we're recording the show... Those listening to, to Periscope Sunday. to next yes. Sunday. Anyone in that review, yep. we'll do the drawing next episode. Oh, it's got to be a good review, too. Okay, it's got to be five-star. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's got to be You good. know Chase Thompson will disqualify non-five-star reviews. Probably. Uh, this will give the general an opportunity to go back and give us yeah. a different review that is actually – because he's the only non-five – I bet he won't sell out for a T-shirt. He, no, no. You know the general will not he'll sell just out. I'm willing to he'll just get a one-star review out of him. I bet he yeah. does one. I bet he does one star and just orders and pays for his own. Yeah. By the way, pro tip, uh, if you've already reviewed the show, I bet your wife hasn't reviewed the show because that's one way to, get, to do that. We'll do the drawing next week on episode 53 There you go. to know who will win. So that's one way you can get a T-shirt this week. We'll have another way in just a few minutes. Uh, guys from Japan – I wanted to do a Japan story. Has it not been five minutes? Oh, should we eat this? Let's do the Japan story, yeah, then the we'll Japan try. Story All right, first. so in Japan, because Japan has brought us much uh, – by the way, this is the what were you thinking segment. So we do news articles from around the world, uh, letting people know uh, what is happening in our world today. Uh, we have done a lot of uh, stories from Japan. They have brought us the uh, infamous hug chair, which was uh, one of our funnier moments Dude, I'm going to hug you like a Japanese chair. <laughs> so, Sound effects. That's nice. Yeah, so um, Japan has come up with a new uh, anti-crime um, device. It is the Japan Anti-Crime Orange Ball. And uh, So apparently police in Japan – you okay, Nick? Apparently police in Japan are giving out to shop owners and businesses – uh, these orange balls that are filled with paint, orange paint, and if they get robbed, they are supposed to take the ball and throw it at the perpetrator as they leave the, the store, or if they can't get them, uh, then uh, walk out and find their car and get them as they drive away in the car. And it will splatter the perpetrator or their vehicle with the orange paint, so police Fantastic. will be able to easily identify them and then arrest them. Well, who knew that orange balls would be the key to slowing down the crime wave? As uh, now, shockingly enough, the um, Japanese orange balls are not wild. <laughs> not as hilarious as they are now. The uh, anti-crime devices remain largely unused. <laughs> Uh, according to uh, J- Japan's National Police Agency, they have only been used of three in three percent of robberies uh, since they started uh, giving these out. Apparently, when facing a life-threatening situation, throwing a paintball at an armed criminal is <laughs> not what Japanese shop owners want to do. Well, it's likely to get you shot. For well, I think that's the I think that's kind of the idea is that uh, it's not exactly helpful to the shop owner. 
uh, it could threaten their life. So well, some sort of orange stun ball that would be one thing, but so th- it's not uh, it- it's not going over very well as um, many of the um, Japanese devices. Here's a little YouTube video that shows you uh, they're used in banks. When bad people come in, she says, I quickly grab it and then throw it. She missed the bad guy sure and it hit the floor. Miss. She so, threw like a girl. No yeah. offense. So there's the a girls. YouTube video that explains how to use the uh, anti-crime devices. As, uh, anyway. Oh, there's a, here's a follow-up article. Japanese orange balls fail to curtail crime. Not there surprised. All right. Uh, let's eat the cereal. Okay. Y'all ready? Here we go. All right, now, this, what's the name of the cereal again? Look, look at what this has done. It has formed a paste. Gee, that's just a very crunchy paste. Unappetizing, right okay, there. Here we go. Hey, thank you. Anyway, Jacob, you ready? Let's do this be a on singular experience. Let's do this on three. Okay. Hey, right, come on, bigger spoon than that, Nick. Man up, Chase. Yeah. Look at this. All right, ready? Mine three. Stick to this. Three, two, one. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! <what> I expected. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Getting How a shot of that. Getting a shot of raisin will help. We need to take some pictures of this. Hey, look on the ingredients and see if flavor is listed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any in my bowl. Yeah. Are these poppy seeds? What is this like eating? Am I going to fail my drug test now? Again? Hand me that. Can you hand me that? There's no danger of me using it anymore. Okay. Yeah. My what goodness. does that taste like? It tastes like grass. No, it's... It tastes like grass with gra- cranberries in it. It's uh, it's fibery. Um, it has natural chia seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has... Um, well, boy, I can really taste the chia in that. The chia. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Organic chia seeds, buckwheat. Okay. Have you already read this? Yeah. But oh, hold hemp seeds, mm-hmm. organic raisins, cranberries, organic apple bits. There's a lot of organic stuff in this. Probably the problem. It's probably really good for you. Um, made in Canada. Is Jacob from Canada? Mm-mm. Okay. He's from Arizona. Well, um, all right, so, go. so guys, as with all cereal reviews, we actually need to give this a um, – a, Based on our scale of, what is it, five? Is it five golden five spoons? spoons. Mm-hmm. Five spoons. So, we won't uh, need to use the dishwasher tonight. Chase, uh, <laughs> we'll start but with you, you, buddy. you will need to do, use the toilet tonight. Because according to Amazon reviews, nothing makes you regular like, holy crap, breakfast cereal. <laughs> Dragon's blend. <laughs> I actually okay. don't think the cereal is as bad as the paste that the milk has made. The milk has congealed. Yeah. I poured a lot in mine. See, we need to. You need to take a picture of that and okay. tweet it out or something. Oh, I can't. My wife came in, danced in front of the camera, and took my phone. That was a good moment of the show. Not as good it? as the uh, Japanese moment, but okay. Um, I, my mine is busy oh, watching our. Uh, you can our take yours. Thing. All right, Chase. How many spoons? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give it one one tarnished spoon. One, because <laughs> that's not very tasty. It was okay. a great adventure, though. I do like the raisins. The raisins are actually really, really good. But I don't know if that's just because the rest of it is really, really bad. I will, in honor of Jacob and his generosity, though, I'm going to finish the bowl. Now, did Jacob like this, or did he just think that it was um, – he just saw it and thought it was – did he try it, like it? Just I don't know. 
that's probably going to be the header image of this show. I'd, I'd love to Just get somebody who liked it. And you need to tweet that. that out. Let me see your picture. Oh, yeah. That's nasty. All right, I'm going. Uh, Nick, how about you? You're next. I'm Like I said, my dishwasher is uh, not No spoons? Use. Can you give it one? Can we do that? I thought it had to be a scale Fine. of one to five. One. Chase made one tarnished spoon. Um, I, you know, with sugar, might no. help. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, with all the stuff that... Nope. All right, I'm That's going... That's the thing. Texturally, it was not bad. Mm-mm. It is. Birdseed texture. But there's still a good... Cr- I mean, look, I, Chase monkeyed with your formula a little bit over there. I think if you were able to do that yourself... <laughs> Okay. Now, David's texture is really bad. <laughs> okay, I'm going with one spoon as well. So this is the first time in the history of the show we've only given one oh my gosh. spoon. That's true. It's but I do, not, I mean, I do not like texture, look. It's like a porridge after sitting out for three it hours. It actually looks like, a, it looks like a cheese dip right now. That's yep. what it looks like. No, no, no. Nice. No. If it looked like cheese dip, cheese, there would not be any left got in the gray, bowl. lumpy cheese with little seeds in it. Oh. Uh, Jacob, thank you, buddy. After a week, Thank maybe. you for sending that in to us. Um, oh, by the way, you had a great idea for one more uh, opportunity to win a free T-shirt, did you not? I did. So now this may make Jacob and Herschel, this may hurt their feelings. It may. So Jacob and Herschel, we apologize ahead hey, of time. Look, you guys are pioneers. I mean, you are. sometimes pioneers, you know. Here, don't make it. Here's the thing. <laughs> you die in space. You know, all kind of bad things to happen to pioneers. It's really the, the next yeah. guys along that get the It treasure. is. So you guys gave us a great idea because we've enjoyed people sending Cheers. us cereal to review. So um, the next box of cereal that we receive to review on the show will earn a free T-shirt. So the next person to mail a box of cereal here to the Hall of Dogma Church that we review on the Can show. we require an we average spoon count out of the – no, nah, sure. no, nah, we're just gonna oh, we're just gonna okay. review. It. We'll review what you send us, yep. but um, send it the in. More unique, and, the better. Yes, and we will except for the free T-shirt. If you need our address to mail that to, you can actually email us. Uh, what's our email? Thegospelfriends at gmail dot com. Thegospelfriends at gmail dot com. Email us. We'll give you the address. Yep. Send us in a box of cereal, and you will. Uh, we will send you back a free Gospel Friends T-shirt. Guys, woman accused of putting dead foot skin in roommate's milk. From Maryland, a woman is facing charges of felony contaminating and second-degree assault after police says she tainted her roommate's milk with pieces of holy crap cereal. I mean, I'm sorry, of (laughs) foot skin. Sarah Chirac is a, accused of putting skin shavings in a container of milk, which was consumed by her roommate and one other victim. One of the victims swallowed some milk, began to choke on a substance oh, in the milk, <laughs> coughed up the substance, poured the remainder of milk into a strainer, and found, substance. found what appeared to be human skin shavings in the milk container. The substance... The incident transpired several days after Chirac was pay- served a peace order on May 1st, some type of legal uh, action against her by her roommates. Uh, there appeared to be ongoing problems. No, yeah, really? I'd Between the that. occupants of the home, and this led to Chirac <laughs> putting foot shavings uh, in her roommate's milk. That is diabolical right there. Yeah. She needs to be put. What is the enemy of the Hall of Dogma? Oh. Uh, 
Uh, Satan? No. Well, you know, there's a there's a league, right? The League of Evil or whatever. Rob Bell oh. was probably oh, the yeah, Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, you're right. Pulpit and pen. Well, I can only think of like one that. other thing worse than putting foot shavings in milk. <laughs> okay, that? sorry, right, that's right. enough. All right, that's, 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 quit playing with your cereal, man. <clears throat> All right, um, that's terrible. Yeah, that is a big, big sin. I, 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 she should I, be I, that, in the hall did of that evil. For you. By the way, she should be in the hall of yes, evil. Yes, that's why I was breaking. What would point. you do if someone put foot shavings in your milk? Vomit place? on them. <laughs> Projectile vomit. What? We would not see Chase for weeks as he disinfected himself. I'd be all right. I'd just vomit on him. Uh, all right. That's it. That's, uh, that's our What Were You Thinking in uh, Serial Review segment for the week. We're going to mercifully, mercifully put that to rest. Oh, I have one. Oh, you have a What Were You Thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to steal my segment one. a little bit? Yep. All right. Go ahead. Stolen. So Stolen. this week in Chiang Mai, which is uh, in Thailand, Muay Thai fighter Bandasek Chaliasen, easy for you to say, easy name to say, was suspended by the World Muay Thai Council when X-ray images of his legs turned out that he had a titanium shin implant. No, really? Put in? Yes, he supposedly injured, and I'm air quoting that, injured his shin recently. Having to receive a giant titanium shin implant in his very next wow. fight, he kicked somebody in the head, and strangely enough, it knocked them out. Oh, you know what that reminds Shocker. me of? What? Uh, when I know what it reminds me of. What does it remind you it of? It reminds me of professional wrestling back in the 90s. Lex Luger did this whole thing where he had a titanium steel rod put in his yes, arm. Yes, that's and awesome. And he would knock people out with it. In the re- That's what that reminds me of. It reminds me of Wolverine. Yep, and you know who would be awesome? Who is cooler than Lex Luger? Uh, yes, it, who would be awesome at, at MMA? And that's Wolverine. You know, you try to put him in an arm bar, and and he just laugh at you because you ain't breaking that arm. Hmm. What does that remind you of, Nick? Also, w- Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, okay. we already went over that. Yeah. Oh, you you said that already? Yes. Okay, I wasn't listening. So anyway, he's been suspended. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. How do you end the – what were you thinking? Uh, we're going to wash – here, I was, I was just going to pass out oatmeal cream pies for oh, you guys. No, those are terrible. What? Give me a zebra cake. Hold on. You do not like oatmeal cream pies. They're disgusting. Why? Well, they're oatmeal cookies for one. Yes. You don't like oatmeal? Not really. Not, 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 I don't like oatmeal cream pies. Is that un-American? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Nick and I are going to wash down our holy crap cereal with some oatmeal cream pies. Well, enjoy that. And you can sit bile. over there and just not have anything. If I had a zebra cake, I would eat it. Zebra cakes are surprisingly tasty snack cakes. No, and you can quote me sure. on that. All right, we're going to get to this discussion about um, breaking fellowship. Before that, Nick, I understand you had a. Um, you it's had kind, a kind of an interesting article. Well, it, it's a mini game. I think I kind of want to start. So, um, got this article. I actually one of my coworkers sent over. It's Ink. dot com. Please stop saying these twenty five ridiculous phrases at work. And it was funny enough for us in the office this week. And then I started thinking over, back over some shows we've done um, or discussions we've had in, in prep or even just in kind of ministry here. And um, it's just these kind of cliched sayings that um, basically the article saying, you know, these euphemisms surface in the workplace to help people deal with touchy subjects. Um, but before long, they morphed into these kind of cliche corporate buzzwords. And so I'll read a few of these. Um, I'll post the link. And we're going to actually start a mini game because, like I said, I, I can remember how many times um, – one of us or all of us have used one of these phrases in one of the shows. So um, starts off with, at the end of the day, uh, you got some more kind of work ones back to the drawing board. You got hit the ground running, get the ball rolling, low-hanging fruit, 
<laughs> throw under the bus. Think outside the box. Let's touch base. Well, I said throw under the bus before the uh, show started. Oh, yeah. I say that a lot. Uh, on my radar. Mm, yeah. Okay, so this one's work when ping me. Um, have the bandwidth. I say that all the uh, yeah, time. No brainer. Um, not so much. Okay. Only I say that. say that. Par for the course. Uh, really? hmm. I don't say par for the course very much. Bang for your buck. I say par for the course. I don't really say bang. For okay, much. and I don't think any of us say this a lot, but think of the image that comes to your mind, synergy. Uh, yeah. That sounds like something Andy Stanley would say. <laughs> move the goalpost. Yeah. I'm thinking of actually move the ball down the field, but move mm-hmm. the goalpost. Yeah. I don't um, say that. Apples to apples. Yeah, I don't say that a lot. Win-win. <laughs> um, I say that a lot. Okay. And I think along those lines a lot. I'm always trying to look for a win-win type situation. Yeah. Circle back around. Uh, See, I, I don't think know. we do. I don't think, I don't think that's that a lot. Doing. All hands on deck. I mm. said that last week during the message. Uh, did you really? I did. You, you weren't here. No, I wasn't. Where were you? <laughs> so this is a <laughs> I was You in, were in the show. I was you in just the, weren't in church. I haven't I was in the Midwest. He had so much to say during the show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really a work one I've heard multiple times even in one week. Take this offline. Oh yeah, it's a good work one. Hear that one a lot. I, I've never heard that one. Really, in the wild, yeah. It's just mainly, you know, you guys go do this yourself. Okay. You know, or if we're in a meet, in a group do meeting, a, yeah. and no two group people meeting, need no to, conference I call. Gotcha. Yeah, take it offline. Now, people at my work don't say that a lot. Drill, <laughs> drill down. Uh, I say that. Okay. Yeah. Elephant in the room. I say it a lot. <laughs> and then on my plate. Yeah. So. I say too much on our plates or too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I the generality. Too. So, um, like, like I said, I'm going to kind of. Um, so basically, I throw, our, throw our language away. A lot of it. Okay. And so I'm going to make a little bit of. I got a little <laughs> spreadsheet going. Um, we're going to start a mini game over the next few weeks. And, what about bingo? Like a bingo kind of thing? Yeah. Something. Oh. Okay. Where's your uh, spreadsheet at you made? You said you had a spreadsheet. I don't see it. Oh, yeah. Next. Actually, he does have it. You know, there's a couple of things I do. Bluff here. called, like, bluff like called, and I lost. <laughs> you failed. Oh well. So anyway, that's just kind of something for fun over the next few weeks. Why are you browsing Facebook, David? Are you bored? <laughs> really, pot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Kettle. All right. Let's. Uh, we're we're going to move on. Um, speaking of pot, yeah, speaking we're going to talk about marijuana and whether or not it should be legal. In the news this week, guys, the Duggars. Um, uh, oh no, we're not going to. do that. <laughs> I just felt a chill running down my spine. Uh, okay, so. No lie, that's the ringtone on my phone. Yep. And uh, was the intro music one time when you preached? It was the intro music one time when I preached. Along with your. And I was so angry. I was so levels. angry, I almost broke fellowship with you guys. But I decided not to because I didn't feel like playing wrestling music to start a are sermon. We, are we transitioning? Yes, this is transition. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Dogma. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Oops. You left that sound clip in. I didn't stop it. Nice. No, that should be part of the clip. <laughs> that whole thing should be our transition. Okay. Well, regardless of the fact that Chase thought the last segment was awful... Which he just told us after my cool no, transition. Just your, your transition. <laughs> yeah, just your transition, but. Uh, so, guys, in the, uh, I think this was on Facebook, correct? Facebook, uh, someone in the Hall of Dogma posted this question. Yeah, it was question uh, Jacob Hatcher. Jacob Hatcher, another Jacob representing the Hall of Dogma. And he posted a question, which was, uh, I think he was referencing a Billy Graham book he was reading, yep. America's Pastor, as he is known. 
who said there was, uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, very few things that he would break fellowship over. Is that yep, correct? That's right. Um, uh, yeah, the author mentioned Graham was not willing to break fellowship on many issues. So Jacob Hatcher asked the question to the Hall of Dogma, what are issues worth breaking fellowship over? So we're going to chew on that for a few minutes. Um, guys, What when it comes to that idea. Maybe we maybe we need to start by defining our words here. To uh, quote Rob Johnson, uh, when we talk about breaking fellowship, what are we thinking about? So that we're all three on the same page. I'm thinking something that you could hold one another accountable for in a congregation, members in a congregation, and then also friendship. To me, there's two different ones. Oh, that's that's interesting. I w- it, when, when I talk about breaking fellowship, I think back to the the discussion that uh, Wayne Grudem and John Piper had a few years ago over the issue of uh, pedo baptism versus credo baptism, and essentially Grudem argued that a credo Baptist or believing Baptist church could not accept a uh, child uh, a person baptizes a baby or baptizes a young infant into membership there. Piper said they could. So I'm thinking about these are people that you accept into membership of the church. How do we want to define our terms, David? Well, um, I I think the word fellowship, first of all, to me, it it marks uh, the community of faith, the church. Um, So maybe membership is there um, as part of that. In other words, I don't think you use that term fellowship in talking your relationship with people outside of the church. I think it's uh, those inside. Um, Josh Dean, uh, Joshua Dean gave a uh, a definition of breaking fellowship uh, that I'm I'm looking for. Hopefully, we'll find it in just a moment. But well, you're going to get to see him later, aren't you? You can talk about it face to face. Yeah, I don't actually. I need to check my calendar. I'm not sure that Joshua and I have any plans this afternoon. Um, hey, I'm going to see him. I'll check. I'll check. Oh, you going you going to see yeah. Joshua today? Yeah. Okay. I'm, cool. I'm uh, going over to help him cut his grass. Hang on, let me look at calendar. David, afternoon, hang out with friends. Subnote, do not have any friends. You're hanging out by yourself. Okay, so I don't, uh, I'm not, there's nothing for me to, uh, I'm not going to be seeing Josh this afternoon. But anyway, uh, he says, uh, I found it, he said, um, I interpret breaking fellowship <laughs> as I would not or no longer engage in any partnerships in ministry or even worship okay. with the other party due to concern that there might be different gospels at play. Uh, so for me, it would usually equate heresy. I think along his lines is where, when I think of fellowship, I think of that community of faith, the church, um, being willing to uh, worship alongside or engage in partnership in ministry with uh, with someone. So, um, You know what's crazy? What? I just got... A text from Joshua Dean that literally came in. It said, "Tell everyone at the podcast to come over after." Wow, <laughs> are you serious? That not crazy. Wait, timing? let me see it the rest. Literally of this. just Hang dinged on. in. There's nothing there. He just texted me. Uh, I, let's see. I'm looking at the other text. Um, uh, by the way, listeners not in the Hall of Dogma Church, don't you just love it, or maybe despise it when Hall of Dogma interchurch politics kind of <laughs> bleeds into the podcast? He does tell job, everyone at the podcast. We have to record this whole show now because my whole running joke about not being invited is blown whoops. because he just yeah. Let's just start me. over. Let's all right. Let's start over. But I, I brought to you this week by <laughs> non bitter David, who now <laughs> feels like he has friends. Guys, guys, wait, wait. 
in a world where heresy blankets the airwaves. Rel- okay, I got one. Brought to you this week by my good friend Joshua Dean, who I knew would never leave me out of a crawfish cookout at his house. Oh, wait. Oh. Okay, anyway. All right. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Breaking fellowship Breaking over fellowship, barbecue. Ironically enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking uh, fellowship. Wait, you know what? There are other people at the church that listen to this, and we just told them that Josh oh, was having a cookout. <laughs> Look, we are a piece of This work, is a train wreck. Yep. <laughs> and not the first one. This might be our worst train wreck ever. We didn't mean Between Joshua Dean that goes to the Hall of Dogma Church. Oh We're talking about our friend Joshua Dean from Canada. From, yeah. Chris Studdard's church in Canada. Bible church so in. What I hear is I'm going to have to New add Zealand a train wreck sound effect to. We need a train wreck okay. sound effect. Chris, I know you're in Get that. the United Kingdom. Okay. I was just joking. Guys, uh, let's define breaking fellowship. We've, we've as already done that. Not uh, oh. worshiping side by side in community or partnering in ministry. Partnering in ministry. There you go. I like that. All right. So, Chase, what is what kind of issues would you. Can you think of that are worth breaking fellowship over? I'll give you one that I don't. I don't think is worth break, breaking fellowship over, and that's the baptism issue. I would gladly, happily, no problems at all, worship side by side with a, a Jacob Ali, who is a Pado Baptist, um, or a Tim Keller, who also is, or a Lig Duncan, or an R.C. Sproul. I think it's ridiculous to think that you could pastor a church that you would meet Tim Keller at the door, or or R.C. Sproul. Or, or whatever, and you would say, hey, brother, you can come here, but you can't be a member here because you're wrong on this issue. And you know what? I'm wrong on issues, and that's a big issue. But uh, I would not break fellowship over that issue. Let's see. One issue I would break fellowship over, there's more than one way to salvation. Okay. I would break fellowship over that. You believe there's other ways to uh, have eternal life other than by Jesus? I would break fellowship over that. So no deep partnership in ministry or... Um, prolonged community worship with someone who believes there's more than one way to heaven. Which, and I think defining the term there is important because we're not defining it in terms of having conversations with these people um, or um, interacting with them. We are putting some, we are putting some boundaries on uh, community uh, worship and partnership. Uh, I would agree with those. I think. Could we agree? I mean, there there's, appears to be some commands in Scripture to um, break fellowship as an act of church discipline yep. against people in the church who are in willful, unrepentant sin, yep. who have been approached in a Matthew 18 uh, style of confrontation. First, you know, one person going to them, then... Uh, two or three, and then the entire church. They are remaining, however, in their unrepentant, willful sin, and the instructions to Corinth appears to be break fellowship with that individual in hopes that they will, because of that act of church discipline, repent. Well, so that's a that's a little bit of a flip the way that we kind of pose the initial question because I'm thinking of entering into fellowship, but what would you break fellowship over? That That list is a little bit different because i'm thinking of what if if these guys practice this or, or did that would we enter into relationship with but if you're talking about a member in your church that's yeah well the, i guess that term break fellowship made me think of in terms of their the fellowship was there 
and and we're breaking that fellowship. But I guess I mean really, it could, hmm. you could approach it either way. I mean, there is a yes, we would not enter into fellowship with these individuals. But then, what would you uh, break fellowship over? Um, interestingly enough, though, I mean that that's something that we don't. Um, I mean that type of there, there's a lot of thoughts and comments about church discipline out there, and that kind of church discipline of we're gonna you know go after someone and and remove them from fellowship who are who are in consistent willful unrepentant sin uh, that would rub a lot of people the wrong way uh, that's true well hey l- let me let me give you a scenario hypothetically and you, you know I might disagree on this but uh, we haven't faced it yet but let's say we have a mr. and mrs um, uh, green at the okay. Hall of Dogma Church. I don't think we have any Greens, do we? No. Mr. and Mrs. Green at the Hall of Dogma Church. Mr. Green falls in love with his secretary, and uh, even though we go to him privately, go to him with two, and then even even more publicly exhort Mr. Green not to leave his family and three children, Mr. Green says, I'm going to, then I would say that our church would break fellowship with him over that while maintaining a relationship and seeking to lovingly call him to return to Mrs. Green. Um, Which might bring up an interesting issue that we were called on in the Hall of Dog. I was going to say, discuss. so I was going to say that the, um, that sounds like a familiar a bit scenario a bit, from a bit way back in the day. I'm thinking of a more recent one oh, really? in case you missed it. Yeah. Okay. Emmanuel, the general, wanted us to discuss the issue of the village church. Oh, my bad. Yeah. That was the ChristianToday.com article, which uh, there was a, a man apparently that was caught uh, in possession of uh, – I've got to use gentle words here because uh, we have a lot of teenagers that listen um, – uh, pornography of a – Dang, I don't know how to say it. Less than adult nature. And uh, the, his wife wanted to divorce him. I think the, the teenagers just figured that out. Well, probably. I'm, just, I'm trying to be delicate. His wife wanted to, to divorce him, but the elders of Village Church, according to this article, said that she would be under church discipline if she divorced him for that. She apparently tried to go through with the divorce, and they put her under church church discipline even mm-hmm. though she left the church. And, and told her she couldn't leave the church in that situation. Reading the article, it's a train wreck, I like a significant train wreck. But quite frankly, I think you only have one side portrayed in the article. I think there's some journalistic problems with that article big time. It sounds like there's too many unanswered questions. Well, exactly. And, and, and only one side is interviewed. Yeah. And I will say, too, having been faced with one situation in the years that we've ministered together where we felt church discipline needed to be used. Yes. Um Figuring out exactly what that should be, praying through that, and then walking through it, yeah. and then there were people who felt it was appropriate. There were people who felt oh, what that was you know our decision was was not appropriate, and we had people who you know who um, you know made both of those views known. Um, it's not you know it's always a little bit easier looking outside in in those kind of situations when where it needs to be used. I mean the Bible gives us some examples. I think the Bible puts forth church discipline as a um, as a tool to be used in certain situations. I think it should only be in certain situations, but there's a little lacking in terms of exactly what it looks like. Um, the one example, or one of the examples we have, I think one of the only examples we have was it was just a breaking off of fellowship. 
um, for a time to hope to bring about repentance. So th- those situations are um, those situations are tough, and I, I don't guess we're getting into that subject. But you know, obviously, the elders of the church, if that is what happened, have a high you know a view of marriage that divorce is is wrong in most instances and um you know if, if that is the case then you don't fix one sin with another sin um, no you do not but anyway that that's going to take us down a, a another road for that discussion we'll probably have to talk about that at a different different day um i think we are quick to uh, you know, I, I have gotten on many occasions. So uh, we were joking about Josh earlier. Josh and I have an ongoing joke about um, certain pastors and whether they or not they are heretics. There are guys that uh, um, you know, one of us may label a heretic, heretic the other one doesn't. And um, you know, I have Creflo Dollar. <laughs> well, you know, I, I so I came off as a, what a Creflo supporter. Uh, you know, probably Joel today, and, and, yeah, Andy Stanley and and Joel Osteen. I would not um, label Andy Stanley a heretic at, at all. Okay, I disagree um, with some of his stuff, but not not. I would go nowhere near that line. I, I think uh, Osteen is borderline for me. Um, there are some people who think that's black and white. Um, I think you do. Um, it's uh, it's a borderline for me. I don't think Andy Stanley is. Uh, although I, I, you know, I don't know that. I don't think we would go to his church. Um, I'll say that actually a little more emphatically. We we would not go to his church full time. I would visit there, and and I have listened to some of his teaching before. But yes, I? Um, I think we are pretty quick to label people as heretics, and I think we're pretty quick to refuse to go into fellowship with people or break fellowship. And so I think it's a good discussion. Even thinking about this topic, I have a hard time coming up with a just a hard, fast line. I think some people in the Hall of Dogma mentioned uh, as you know, false gospels or, like you said, other ways to Jesus. Um, that is a way to uh, you know, break fellowship, or that is a reason to break fellowship. Chris Atwood said shag carpet and flannel board. Uh, most of us would probably agree with that. We don't have shag carpet, do we? No, but I don't think uh, Chris Atwood would like the Hall of Dogma church carpet. It's kind of pink. I know we don't like it. No, it's kind of But pink. we're not going to spend the money to fix it. No. It's kind of Actually, pink. somebody wants to write us a check for a new carpet. We'll hey, do it. Hey. Send it on in. Um, I have a question. Okay. I'm going to direct it at Nick, and then I, I bet you'll you'll chime in too. All right, Nick, let's say hypothetical scenario. You're a member of a church. What makes you think I will chime in? Just, just guessing okay. there, Rev Verbage. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you're you're in a situation where your church led by elders, and the elders are very controlling, uh, stepping too deeply from from all appearances into members' lives, and uh, issuing edicts, commands, things like that. Don't don't listen to this person via podcast. Don't fellowship with this people. Don't do anything with this church. That sort of thing. You can't quite put the, your finger on direct heresy from them, but they are giving uh, commands a lot to members. Is that enough for you to break fellowship with that church? Well, I'm not sure if I mean Chase. I, I told we, you that. Bam! Me and David are trying to work that out. Uh, you know, you didn't have to bring it up hey. here. Um, I wasn't going to say it was us. I wasn't going to say it was y'all either. I can't. Um, can. Over controlling elders. That's um, the question. Thank you for boiling it down. I, 
Eventually, yes, um, it, it would be. Um, be because I believe the office of elder is a very um, important one that comes with a, a lot of responsibility, and um, there has to be hum- there has to be a humble authority that elders carry with them um, for me to have my family submit to submit to them in the way that I feel like you should like a, a church member should submit to elders. Um, I also think I've heard too many stories of elders overstepping their spiritual bounds into people's lives. Um, uh, and and so, yes, over-controlling elders would be um, grounds for me. But I, that's also an issue where I believe the Bible, the same Matthew 18, that the elders should take to possibly remove someone from fellowship, um, that I should take in my response to them. Uh, so it's not enough that I get my panties in a twist and say, deuces, I'm out, and they never hear from me again. Um, I think biblically I have to go to them and talk with them as well. The, the concern I have there is you almost um, run into the possibility of having a faction in the church that um, attacks the elders. Um, and, and I'm not sure how to – I'm not sure to hand, how to handle the multiple witnesses uh, thing because then you just – then you're breaking into political parties and it's just unrest in the church. So – um, I, I would agree. I think, I think there's a point where it requires it. I think it should be, and, and this is, this is the, the reason um, the answer is nuanced in, in that. I think it must be – you must look at what the elders are doing from a biblical lens because admittedly you could feel like an elder or a pastor is being – Oh, just because they're telling you sin is sin, absolutely. You could feel like they are diving too much into your business, or they are being, you know, over overstepping bounds. When they, you know, a, you know, the biblical picture is that a teacher, a a leader, I think, in the role of an elder or pastor, they will stand before the Lord one day and give an account for for how well they led, and so there are responsibilities there. Uh, of the pastor, and so I just think that there has to be there, there's some nuance there in that. Yes, that there's a point where that may be a reason to leave, but you need to be really sure that they are overstepping their bounds from a biblical basis, not just from a basis of they've offended you a little. Uh, they, because see, all of it, no, no, no one likes being told they're wrong or yeah. what to do. I I'm mean, thinking and, of rules. I'm thinking of, and I'm, I'm going to use this, and the person I'm, I'm talking about will know and. Um, I was joking with a, a buddy of mine the other day um, about dress codes. And if the pastor tells the men of the church, you can't wear red socks. And men of the church, you shouldn't wear red socks. Yes. Or, dumb. or ladies of the church, you know, your dresses in springtime have to come halfway down your arm between your shoulder and your elbow. And the hem cannot be within two inches of your, you know, higher than your knee. That's probably a good rule. I always think Chase's dresses are way too short. Well, but at, at the point where you're you start alone in that view, wow. Going back to oh, call, call oh, back, oh. call back oh. to the uh, the uh, tortoise dress. I, I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, Tardis. Oh, the Tardis dress. There you go. Tortoise. Tortoise. Tardis. Yeah, those are two different words. Drastically. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. It's a, I'm done. That was a I, long I, I, previous I episode. I can't way, recover from this. Previous episode where uh, 
Chase was a little too exuberant over someone's TARDIS dress. Yeah. Well, she's a cool person. Yeah. I, I would I would leave a church over over-controlling elders, but I think a lot of times people would assume elders are being over-controlling when they weren't. Like, you know, for instance, the, the divorce scenario we talked earlier, a man leaves his wife uh, and, and kids, goes to shack with somebody else's, uh, the general would call it. Um, and, and, and he might say, hey, these elders can't tell me what to do. And, and when in a sense they're really exhorting him to hold true to the word of God, that's not telling somebody what to do. That is holding somebody to the authority of God. Well, and with What the you're talking about, Nick, with the hymns and all that, that's bogus. Well, and, and even with the village church, I can see, d- depending on context there and, and both sides of the story, I can absolutely see elders um, telling a woman not to divorce the spouse in that case. It's just you've got to know the whole, whole Exactly. And, and for that particular story, I would want to hear from the elders of, of Village Church, and I wouldn't want to hear from the husband. Absolutely. Because you only hear from the wife. And quite frankly, in case you've never noticed it, when two people are going through divorce, one person is yeah. going to do everything in power to make the other person look like a monster. Absolutely. And not all of that is always true. All right, real quick, we need to we, – we're, we're coming um, very close to the end of the show, but uh, – so just uh, – Sounds like preacher talk for we got 30 minutes left. No, no, no we really don't. Yeah, I, I'm not saying we're, we're rapidly coming to a close, which is what Chase says. Um, I've been really You're kind of encouraging today, today by you are touching me a lot of padding. So, okay. Is it possible give your synopsis. Give your synopsis. Break fellowship real quick. What are the reasons? You've already given you've given a couple. Give the summary. Heresy, unrepentant sin. Okay, that was the actually the two that I would have listed. Uh, heresy in terms of multiple ways of salvation or to 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 God uh, other than Christ. False gospel. False gospels um, and and blatant unrepentant sin that has been addressed in a Matthew eighteen context. Yeah. Yep. Same. Okay. Awesome. Multiple, multiple, yeah, multiple ways of heaven. Um, also, if you hit on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call uh, – well, How do you break fellowship, you would just have a broken note. How do you spell cereal? C-E-R-E-A-L. Okay, I did it right. All right, guys, episode 52 is almost a wrap. Um, just kind of a, a numbers thing. We've been doing this for uh, a year now. This yep. It's been great. Just uh, last – a uh, few minutes of the show, just some highlights and lowlights for you guys from the from the previous year, either uh, philosophical or just funny episodes or segments. Um, Chase, do you have some? You want to start with the the uh, highlights? Yeah, I'll, I'll say a highlight. I thought the uh, and we haven't actually done this in a few weeks, but the hall monitor segment. Um, we we had so many good ones with with Jeremiah and Tony and Chris and uh, uh, gosh, I, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out that that we had. Oh, so we had Rob, we had uh, Rob, of Jeremiah, course, with, Chris, with, with Rob was fantastic. They were all good. One in particular Tony. stood out just because of the subject matter, and, and that was uh, again all of them were great. I'm not. I, I know I'm singling out one, Jared. one particular moment. The Hall monitor segment with Jared Buckley mm-hmm. was very good because we went to such a deep place uh, talking about suffering, and that's just an issue that's been on my heart and mind for the last year. And, and I think Jared gave a very raw, genuine, honest, and faithful um, perspective on suffering. 
And uh, I, that was a highlight of the show for me. Definitely thing. And when we got a lot of feedback from yeah. from that one, uh, from that particular episode, Jared's a great guy, and uh, we enjoyed having him on. Um, for me, it's it, it, I can't think of a specific incident or instance that quantifies this, but just the interaction with the hall and mm-hmm. the and and it's what I've talked about when I've kind of encouraged people to join the hall before. But really, that community where you know. And, and I'm I'm bringing this up because it was recent and we've referenced a couple of sh- show, but you know Jacob Jacob and I went toe to toe on an issue recently, and then there have been issues where we have encouraged other brothers in the Lord about uh, on the same day even, um, and I know that's not you know that's an illustration, but I, I see it all the time where you'll see guys that a point of theology or, or an article comes out and they'll go back and forth, but. A day later or the day previous, they were encouraging one another, lifting up one another. You know, Rob's going to prepare for his debate, and people are encouraging him to pray for him. Hey, look at this. And that and that kind of brotherhood has just been cool to see across denominations, across ages, and across even countries. And, and that, to me, has just been – had somebody told me would have gotten to be witness to that when we started the show, I'd have chuckled and said, yeah, here, here's hoping. So. Yeah, I hear it from from everybody around the world, you know, America too, uh, the states and everything. That is really just fantastic. All our international livers go. Yeah, uh, yeah, love it. That really kind of was you know stole mine. I mean, I I love a lot of the great discussions that we have had. I have enjoyed so much how some of those discussions have spawned um, off other discussions in the hall or on Twitter. At the same time, people having discussions and asking our feedback for the show. Um, I think I've said this a lot, uh, really what you guys are communicating right now, and that is that we wanted this to be interactive. That that whole mm-hmm. concept was, uh, you know, we, we, having, we have these great discussions um, out together, uh, just hanging out late at night. Uh, we would talk about anything from um, some type of world event to some type of um, – you know the next uh, wrestling pay per view that was coming up to a theological issue. You know what? What about the infilling of the Holy Spirit? And kind of that idea in the podcast was bringing that to, um, you know, to record and involving other people in the conversations. And the fact that we've been able to do that has been fantastic. The fact that other people have engaged with us has been the highlight of the past year for me, and quite honestly, the reason that I want to continue doing it. Real quick, uh, low light. Any low gonna, lights for you guys? I'm going to jump in real quick um, to steal this one, and it's maybe not a low light. It's just still humorous, um, but I, I had forgotten about it, so I was skimming the episode titles, and that would be uh, hashtag Stall Wars. <laughs> and... Um, the Star Wars. You got to real quick tell what happened there because that's an unbelievable story. Yeah, this this is why it's it's surreal. And it, again, it's not a low light per se, but it's just if you'd have, again if you'd have told me before it happened, I would I would have called you a liar. But David is telling this story about <laughs> um, uh, David has a unique. It was an it's a story custom. about when he has to go to the restroom and yeah. spend more than a, nine. a minute or, minute or two there. And so it takes him a while to find a good location in our work building. And he had found an adequate location when um, another one of our coworkers. I mean, it wasn't like in the hallway or anything. Co- I mean, it was a bathroom. Privacy so. when you go to the dumper. <laughs> at least that's what David said. <laughs> one, of our, one of our coworkers there at um, the uh, company we were blessed to work at, 
um, his daughter needed to go to the restroom. And uh, we heard the. You understand, though, I didn't know this. I'm just, I'm simply in a well, stall. It is, it is an associated regions. I'm not saying. Who. I'm simply in a stall. I look over, and there is a, I can tell from, you know, the, as you can see under the stalls, there is a female in the next yes. stall, and I'm in a male bathroom. And, and to your understanding, there is no male adult accompanying. No, I, no I didn't know. Uh-uh. I mean, she's just some little girl that came in. And so David is trapped by. <laughs> I have to wait. Awkwardness in this bathroom for a very long time. Humming to myself. Mm, what, yeah. What else were you doing? <laughs> Nothing Look, at that moment. I was. I mean, I was done. I was just waiting. I couldn't come out at that point. Okay. David trying to come out of the stall. Um, there's a joke here. Uh, but the next day, I'm. Um, that next, we week, put it on the show. Yeah, we put it on. the we show. We told the story. Put it on the show. And the next week, I'm going to lunch, and I'm going. You would not believe what happened to David. This guy at work, and I proceeded to tell the story, and he went, hey, what what bathroom was that? <laughs> and I went, no, you're lying. He's like, find out what bathroom. Text David. David was like, da 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 Why? I'm like, hey, coworker, this one. He was like, yeah, tell him I'm sorry. I'm like, you're lying. He's like, nope. Wow. Such such time, such such date. I sent it back to David. Confirmed. Yeah. It is my coworker that is... Um, I will let people deduce this from the self. Also, a Hall of Dogma member. Indeed. At the time, the only uh, person in the building that we knew of that was listening to the show, yes. and it was about two thousand of, of all of the building. people that live yeah. in that uh, live in the building that work. Well, in, some, of, some some people live in the building. Severe but, weather uh, that uh, work in that building, and and that was the person. So that was pretty inauspicious. That was a uh, low light for. Uh, for me, uh, I mean, for uh, maybe for all of us, I, I would say for me, just one of the things that I probably, um, you know, one of the things that is challenging about the show is, uh, at least for me personally, is, um, you know, I think there are times where I have not given a measured response. You know, we're, you know, we're trying to be funny. We're, um, you know, really being. Uh, quick in our discussions, and one of the things about okay, if I'd have known you were going serious, that's not. No, I mean one of the things that you you can do when you're discussing these things at Waffle House is you know there's a lot of you know you say something and you can be you can realize oh that was just pretty stupid and it was just the four of us or you know three of us you know up there so it was no big deal but now all of a sudden we're recording them and then yeah. other people are commentating on them and so you know i've just found that sometimes i'd say ah you know i wouldn't have said it that way or i wish i hadn't have, hadn't have, you know put it that way so i i think that's a, a little bit probably last year uh, not not giving uh, not being able to give some more measured responses to to issues i got called um, out are you saying that cuz i got called out this past week no 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 no, oh, no, 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 no. Talk, no totally i'm just saying yeah. i mean I, I, people will call me out during the week yeah which is fine i mean that's fine but people will call me out and i i kind of you know, I, I'm I'm stuck in that position of having to defend something I said, and sometimes I'm thinking, uh, you know, really I probably should have put that a different way. But yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of what we're doing. So it's it's. Uh, but you know, that has something that for me, I would like to try to do a little bit better job. You know, as we move forward, is is um, finding that way to uh, to be a little bit more measured in what I'm saying. I no, I didn't know you got called out this week. Yeah, Did I you? got called out for my uh, I. I, I I was a little too uh, dogmatic on uh, the issue of uh, cessationism versus continuationism last week, 
And in listening to it, I really, I really probably was. I was a little over the top. Um, I have a passionate view on that particular take. I uh, feel like I can back it up from Scripture, but at the same time, uh, anytime you're you're on one particular side of a pretty controversial issue that has godly people on both sides, you know what? You need to be cool about that. You need to be humble and uh, not arrogant and not a big. Um, know-it-all or whatever. And I, I probably transgressed that line pretty bad last week. Uh, I'm surprised nobody has brought up what I thought was the most uh, inauspicious um, episode or happening on the show that we've had so far, and that would be uh, the dog story <laughs> with elevator music incident. Which uh, That's a good one. Yeah, that, That's a good one. that so, generated yeah, the, a lot of passion right there. One of the infamous uh, running jokes of the show has been Chase's inability to communicate a particular story about yep. his dog. And so one week he communicated it knowing that it would get edited. Uh-huh. Um, I came up with the idea of Nick editing it over with elevator music. And we discovered that there are many people (laughs) who despise elevator music to the point that it actually led to some pretty angry, (laughs) angry feedback in uh, some of our um, uh, in the social media department. So I got the feeling that most of the anger is because they wanted to hear the story, but. I don't know if the elevator music was it, or or maybe if it was it was a waste of time. Anyway, Nick has stepped out for the moment, which means you will uh, actually need to run through the the last of the show. Uh, no, what I was thinking is I could share the dog story. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just need to run through the end of the uh, the show. Oh, okay. What do we do? Let's well, see. we uh, we tell people that they can contact us on social media. That's at, good. At my gospel friends. Yeah, that's our Twitter at my gospel friends. You, uh, you can also look us up on Facebook. Just we actually have a URL that will go to Facebook. That's hallofdogma dot com. Um, speakpipe dot com slash. Uh, let's see. Is it? I always get confused. Is it? It's the gospel friends. Speakpipe dot com slash the gospel friends. That's how. Mark Adams always sends in his excellent Irish jokes to us, and we hear from Dan as well um, from down the land down under. Um, and uh, voicemail, 205-575-9735. Also, I'm supposed to thank Sean Lombard for our opening music and Jeff the Funky Stickman for our closing music. Indeed you are. And then we have that one joke we do at the end. Is there anything else? That's it. I would like to say, hey, thanks for listening uh, for however many hours you guys have listened. I know some people have listened to all of the shows. That's uh, you know, eighty close Absolutely, to eighty hours. Yeah. That's a lot of time to listen to you, us. Yeah, yeah, you guys, everyone, you have been a tremendous blessing to us, and uh, it has been so much fun. A lot of hard work goes into podcasts. For those of you who are doing them, you know that. Um, but it is it has been so enjoyable. Thank you for blessing us, and and hopefully, um, you know, you will stick around with us for another fifty two or so. Yeah, share the show with your friends, and, and indeed, thank you so much for for listening to what we do. Uh, we intend to get better and more interesting, and whatever in the next year. I sure hope we do. Uh, but with that said, I will. Well, I was going to say, don't forget to also just this week give us the iTunes review, oh, yeah. iTunes Free reviews, t-shirts. and uh, also send in your cereal, and uh, some people will be winning some free T-shirts. Yeah, and we're gonna we got a bunch of T-shirts. How many did we order? I don't know. It was it was, it was a good bit. Yeah, like 
we got a lot, so we're going to try to give them away the next few weeks. We'll to, also have uh, a way, people. those of you who don't want to chance um, winning one and just simply want to make a purchase, uh, we'll have them for a reasonable price. Nick will give us some information on that next week. There we go. So speaking of next week, you might want to tune in next week to episode 53 when you might hear David say, Hey, I need to spackle a hole in my wall. Could I borrow some of that holy crap cereal? <laughs> that was a zinger. See you next week. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.